content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. Welcome to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. Jerry, how you doing? I am all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Getting through the, getting through the puppy, puppy stuff. I was about to say, how is the puppy dog? The puppy dog is doing great. He's, uh, you know, he's a beagle. I rescued him uh, about 10 days ago. I, uh, yeah, I've had him almost two weeks already. I named him Peter. And um, actually, a friend of mine named him Peter that was going to adopt him. Uh, but he's a little terror. He needed, he needed to be in a different place. And so he has landed here. <laughs> well, but, he's in you a know, good place. He is in a good place. And uh, But, you know, hi to everyone out there listening. Happy Monday. It is Monday. That means that we have Mary Holland with us and the Children's Health Defense. Mary, are you there? I am here, Bernadette. <laughs> well, it's great to be here with you. It always is. And uh, I'm happy to report that I got a little sleep last night. So, uh, you know, I'm feeling good. Excellent. So let's... <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it for sleep, y'all. Yeah, it's amazing what a good night's sleep will do, right? Oh, my gosh. But it's great to be here always, and it's always. This is our most important show of the week, I feel. It is the most read news and views of the week with Mary Holland and the childrenshealthdefense.org. If you're just listening for the first time, let me introduce Mary. She serves as the president and general counsel of Children's Health Defense. She left the faculty of New York University School of Law, where she served for 17 years, most recently directing its graduate lawyering program. Mary received her Master of Arts and Juris Doctorate degrees. Uh, from Columbia University and her undergraduate degree from Harvard. She has worked in international public and private law, and Mary is the co-author of Vaccine Epidemic and the HPV Vaccine on Trial, Seeking Justice for a Generation Betrayed. Their website is childrenshealthdefense.org, and it's always a pleasure to have Mary with us, so let's do this. Uh, Mary, the first headline reads, Bill Gates, after reaping huge profits selling BioNTech shares, uh, trashes effectiveness of COVID vaccines. So, Mary, you know, I'm sure, including my, myself, of course, but everyone out there listening, I'm sure finds that headline really sickening. So, what can you tell us about this piece written by Michael Neverdakis, PhD? What did he have to say? Well, our favorite, um, Bill Gates, sold his BioNTech shares at the peak of the market. And now in Australia, after the country's locked down and virtually everybody had to take these things, he says, oh, by the way, they don't stop infection, they're not broad spectrum enough, and they don't last very long. Yeah. He didn't mention anything about the fact that they killed people, Bernadette. But right. as Bobby Kennedy tweeted, he's saying, thanks, suckers, you just increased my profits tenfold of the money that I invested in BioNTech before all this started. So it's really outrageous. I mean, it, it is. really, really is. This is a grift, as somebody on the Hill said. Uh, this is, I think, what's becoming clearer to people, Bernadette, is how completely conflicted this is. This guy is not about health. This guy is about the money. And this guy just made 
$55 million off of his investment in BioNTech, uh-huh. and he now says, oh, you know, there's a few little problems that didn't work. Yeah. It's, it's really outrageous. It, it is. really it- is outrageous. I have to say, when I was reading the story, I was just so angry. I was really, really angry. But I have to ask, legally, how can he get away with this? You know, he's clearly, um, you know, basically running things. And then there's a conflict of interest. And then he's making huge profits. Any profit, even $1 would be unconscionable, um, considering all of the facts. And it just keeps going. I don't understand why we can't put this guy behind bars. He needs to be in prison. Yeah. Well, there there is um, a lawsuit against him in India, and there are many people who are trying to bring lawsuits uh, in the United States. It's harder than it sounds, Bernadette, because yeah. of the extraordinary liability protections. And um, it, it's not like his conflicts weren't obvious. I think that's a, pro- a systemic problem, right? Who is this guy? He, he doesn't have a medical degree. He's just some dude who has a lot of money and who decided to essentially take over World Health Organization and the pharmaceutical industry right. with his money. And everybody said, oh, you're handing out money, you're investing in our mRNA experimental gene therapy. Um, yes, we'd love some of your money. So there's, there's problems with his direct engagement, and there's clearly huge problems with the system that this man who has no election <laughs> behind him, who has no medical education, has literally hijacked global health policy. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't even call him a man. I don't know what he is. I've never had such contempt for someone in my life in my entire life. He's just he's he's contemptuous. I mean, he's a horrible person and he was born rich. He has no way to to even understand what someone out there struggling to pay their rent feels. He's been rich for so long. He was born into a rich family. The power that he has and has had his whole life and been exposed to his father was into eugenics. He's into eugenics. I mean, it's just such a deep well well of filth and just corruption. But when you look at the numbers, you know, because I, I don't want people to miss the point here. Um, so he invested $55 million in BioNTech back in 2019. Okay. So, of course, you know, he's in, I'll just tell you what Ken McCarthy says about Gates and Fauci. Uh, you know, that the, the current worldwide trauma should be called the Gates-Fauci COVID fraud. It's accurate, descriptive, short to the point, and suggests where the pro- prosecution should start. And I say I agree with that 100%. Ken McCarthy, for those that don't know who he is, he is uh, he basically uh, invented email marketing and banner advertising and email autoresponders. And I bought his recent book on unraveling the COVID, the COVID con, How One Marketer Exposed the Truth When It Mattered, Volume 2. And it's interviews from April 2020 and beyond. But it's, an, it's just a, it's a fantastic read. I've been reading it over the weekend, which has helped fuel the fire, by the way, against <laughs> Bill Gates and Fauci. But I just I, I, I hope that we can we can hold these men, whatever you want to call them, these 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 culprits, these horrible men uh, responsible and put them behind bars. Like you said, it's not easy. But gosh, I can't think of um, a better way to improve humanity immediately than to hold those two men accountable. But this is very deep. Right, Mary? This goes into like, you know, it's what's just, deep. it goes it, back a long way. But yeah. I agree with you that if we're going to prevent uh, things from getting worse, we absolutely have to prosecute certain individuals and we have mm-hmm. to hold them liable. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Ken uh, that Fauci and Gates are really at the head of the queue. They yeah, were they absolutely are. instrumental in all of this worldwide. 
Mm-hmm. And the pharma fraud. You know, there's a thing I retweeted it on our Twitter uh, from Ken's uh, pin tweet from his uh, Twitter account. And it's got this uh, this picture of terror war against the population. It shows this big, uh, you know, uh, aircraft. OK. And at the front of it, it says pharma fraud. And then you know, and it's dropping all these bombs. It's Fauci and Fauci and friends. And then it's got on the side of the plane, uh, Gates Foundation grants to the news media. It's all connected. And if we as a world, this is not just an American thing. This is an Australian. This is a Chinese. This is everyone that cares about our freedom and, and one another. Uh, this, is, this is who we're talking about, you know. Um, they need to be stopped. This is terror war against the population, just like Ken McCarthy says. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go to the next story. <laughs> okay. The second headline reads, Why Smart Meters Are Good For Utility Companies, Bad For Consumers. So, Mary, we talked about this topic a little bit in the past, but what are the latest developments in this story written by Susan Burdick, Ph.D., and what do consumers need to be aware of? Well, since 2009, there has been a massive rollout of so-called smart meters by electrical gas companies. And what that means is they install on your house, typically, uh, a meter that can be read remotely. So this is a meter that is emitting electromagnetic radiation through pulses. And although they like to say, oh, it's only transmitting data three or four times a day, it can be pulsing up to 190. 92,000 times in a 24-hour period. And there is now really clear evidence that this electromagnetic radiation can cause damage to the DNA, it can cause cancer, and then there's a host of other things it can do, cause headaches, cause nausea, cause vomiting, all kinds of serious health concerns. Um, so they're still pushing this, and they say that, oh, well, we have to do this because it helps consumers to monitor their use of electricity or gas or water, or whatever, but there are huge um, health effects and huge privacy effects. And so this yeah. article really does a nice deep dive on this, and the bottom line is, you need to have the right to opt out of these. You need to know that these things can be very harmful for health. Mm -hmm. So if, for instance, you're in a house and a child's bed, and children seem to be more susceptible, is right on the other side of one of these so-called smart meters, that is terrible. That is Mm -hmm. really, really dangerous. So you want to stay away from these. You want to be able to opt out of them as a legislative matter. And we at Children's Health Defense are fighting um, this overriding of informed consent so that these things can be put on your house without your permission. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. Yeah. You know, every time I, we, we, we talk about this, I say, oh gosh, I've got to go out. I don't know if I have a smart meter on my house. You know, you know? You, you'd know if you're getting emails from your electric and gas company every week that says your use this week is more or less than the other week. They're reading that um, remotely. They're not well, sending somebody to your house every week. So if you're getting those emails, Chances are good you have a smart meter on your house or in your apartment, and you want to know where that is at a minimum. It may be almost impossible to switch back to an analog meter, Mm. um, but you want to know that you're not putting your head next to that on a regular basis. Yeah. No, that's scary. And it's connected. This is all kind of connected, too, to like the 5G thing, right? That's why... 
yes, the security is so because you know then they could they could say hey you know what you use too much uh, electricity this week you know you only get X amount because that's that's what they're doing in China right with this 5G network right this is all sort of precursor to a social credit scoring and right. a um, central bank digital currency, mm-hmm. which would then make this kind of 24-7 surveillance society and economy uh, coercive and very, very hard to get out of. Yeah. So we and have to fight it where we can, yeah, right? Yeah. And so one of the things we can do is try to legislate, as some states have, that you have to have the right to opt out of a smart meter, but also, in the meanwhile, make sure that you're not being harmed by it, because it can be very, very harmful. And one of the other risks associated with these smart meters is a fire risk. They don't have the same kind of fire protections that the analog meters had, and so they are causing fires, Bernadette. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's all. This is all very important information, everyone. And I encourage you to do what I do. In fact, I need to change it from twenty-two to twenty-three dollars. So I give twenty-two dollars a month uh, to the Children's Health Defense to support their efforts, so they can continue doing the work that they do. I need to up that, though. I'll do it after the show. Uh, but yeah, and it comes monthly out of my bank account, and uh, and I feel good about it. So um, thank you, know. you, Bernadette. We appreciate yeah. it. Every every dollar counts, and we do our utmost to put it to effective use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a great campaign, and uh, but I need to change it because it's 23 now. <laughs> so, so I'll give $23 a month. It all adds up, and, and the thing is, you know, it's like any, we have a budget. You can count on it. You know how much you can spend. You don't, you know, you, you want to be able to count on that money so that you can continue to do the work that you do. But uh, I'm looking at the clock. We're going to go for a quick break. We'll be back. More coming up with Mary Holland, the most read news and views of the week from the Children's Health Defense.org, the Defender newsletter. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Health, freedom, news, and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. One Life Radio will be right back. Hey, everyone. I have to share a story about how amazing TerraFlora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take TerraFlora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says TerraFlora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about TerraFlora Advanced Care and all the TerraFlora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself, and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. Mary Holland serves as president and general counsel of Children's Health Defense. She left the faculty of New York University School of Law, where she served for 17 years, most recently directing its graduate lawyering program. Mary received her, received her Master of Arts and Juris Doctor degrees from Columbia University and her undergraduate degree from Harvard. She has worked in international public and private law, and Mary is the co-author of 
of vaccine epidemic and the HPV vaccine on trial, seeking justice for a generation betrayed. You can find Mary uh, at childrenshealthdefense.org. We are going over the most read news and views of the week with Mary. Okay, so the third headline from the most read news and views of the week from the Defender newsletter reads, a year after being deported, Novak Djokovic makes history winning Australian Open as Bill Gates looks on. So Mary, this is such a fantastic story. Can you share with the listeners why this story is so incredible and poignant, I might add? Absolutely. So in 2021, Novak Djokovic, what's his first name is? Novak. Novak, Novak Djokovic, right. I get the mixed up the order. Me too. (laughs) He he went to Australia and the Minister of Immigration then deported him so that he could not play in the Australian Open. And he was very outspoken and he said, the issue of bodily autonomy and my own ability to make decisions about my body is way more important than any title. So he was just a really high-profile advocate against mandates that I get to decide. It's, it's not up to you whether I take a, uh, an experimental gene therapy. And then this year, they let him back, and he won. And what made it even sweeter, Bernadette, was that Bill Gates, an architect of all of this mayhem, was mm-hmm. in the audience. And the article actually has a photo of Bill Gates looking kind of downcast and Djokovic being, you know, absolutely ecstatic. So it's a very exciting sign of the times. And Novak just won uh, his 22nd Grand Slam title. And he apparently even had an injury while he was playing, but nonetheless he won. And so I think for all of us in the health freedom world, it's especially poignant because he was so outspoken and had paid a high price. He was not able to go to a tournament that he might well have won mm-hmm. uh, you know, with significant money attached to it. But he was like the principle is so much more important. Uh, there's no oh, yeah. question. So it's, he, it's very exciting to see that he won. He's a noble man. I'm just, I have such a big crush on his, on him, I swear. And not, not, not from a physical standpoint, but just from, he is what we need more of in this world. We need men that'll stand up to this corruption and this fraud, no matter what, stand by, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And I just, I just think he's such an incredible man. And the picture looking, I'm looking at it, you know, uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates passively just like looking up almost with like a smirk on his face and, and uh, Novak, you know, almost like a lion on top of a hill, hill you know, screaming just like, yes, you know, um, it's, it's a great story. And I encourage everyone to go and read it. And, you know, it, 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 it led me to pull out the book Turtles All the Way Down <clears throat> because I feel this message is so important. And if you'll allow me, you know, we can talk about this for a minute, but there, it says at the end of the book, uh, Real Science and Vaccine Science, there aren't many things in science that are certain, but there's at least one thing that is. There is no science without open and free discussion. If there is no debate, it is not real science. It is counterfeit science. Call it government science, corporate science, fake science, or just plain science. Uh, Whatever you wish, but real science, it's not. Beyond the undemocratic nature of thwarting free debate on vaccines and denying freedom of expression to the very citizens and their children whose bodies the medical establishment seek to control, The no-debate policy blatantly contradicts the scientific ethos itself. Science does not preclude discussion. It encourages it. Science never rejects a point of view just because it opposes the current accepted dogma. True science objectively judges it on its merit. In science, who is making an argument is relevant. 
only the argument itself matters. Uh, science is never is ever evolving, and free scientific discussion guarantees its progress. True scientists are not afraid of discussion. They are eager for it. A one-sided scientific discussion is a feature of dark historical periods and totalitarian regimes, not free democratic society. Science belongs to the people. It belongs to humanity, not to corrupt government agencies and pharmaceutical giants who collude to rewrite the principles of science in order to continue the decades-long cover-up of their crimes against humanity. The magnitude of these crimes is enormous. These entities are way too deep to ever be able to admit any wrongdoing. They will do whatever is necessary to protect the great vaccine hoax. For them, it is a matter of life and death, literally. And so it is for us. Whoever wrote that. <laughs> yeah, it's so powerful. I it, it brings tears to my eyes almost every time I read it. It's uh, I love that book. It's a great book because it really starts people where they are, which is people are confused. They don't know who to believe. They right. don't know who to trust. But by the end, they give it to you straight. This yeah. is a crime against humanity, and this is really a battle to the death. These mm-hmm. people are not going to give up, and until they are put away behind bars or they meet their own demises, they are clearly trying to uh, harm people with these, mm-hmm. with this program and make money on harming people. Right. And we have to take it as seriously as they do. Absolutely. And they are fighting for their lives, and they know that. And, mm-hmm. and that, that is exactly right. Those people know that they have committed absolutely the most heinous crimes, certainly since World War II, in what right. just happened. And they will not give up. <laughs> they will not, because they know that they will be assassinated or torn limb from limb or certainly subject to the death penalty. So this is, it's a big deal. This is, these are treasonous people against all of the countries where they live. And it's honestly a treason in a sense, treason against humanity yeah. is a crime against humanity. And these people are guilty of crimes against humanity. Yeah, well said. You know, and I'm thinking of Tom Petty. This, and you're like, what? <laughs> but I'm thinking of Tom Petty, guys like, and, and Novak Djokovic, you know. So, so these are guys that had to go up against the man, right? The big man, the big corporate man. And that's where the song I Won't Back Down came from. Um, and I know people that know Tom Petty personally, and it was quite a fight. But he would not back up or back down to them. And that's where the song came from. We all need to remember that. It's not just the vaccine industry. It's the music industry. It's every industry that we allow corruption to prevail and we must shut it down all right okay so (laughs) the next story from the defender newsletter most read news and views of the week is is this uh, Pfizer vaccine bonanza slows but Bill Gates uh, sold early made huge profits so Mary this headline makes me just as disgusted as the first story headline about Bill Gates but can we break down the timeline and the numbers Mary um, to present what really happened with this sure so um Pfizer has had a bonanza, uh, as has Gates, and last week they announced their profits for 2022. It was $31.4 billion in profit. That was from both their vaccines and their drug Paxlovid for the breakthrough infections. And vaccines and Paxlovid made up half 
of their annual revenue last year. They say that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation made 15 times their initial investment in Pfizer's um, stuff. And as one investigative reporter, Jonathan Schachtel, points out, the timing of Bill Gates's trade in Pfizer stock was impeccably timed. Um, what's interesting is that they are projecting that the uptake will continue to go down. 85% of Americans have not taken the booster shots. May 11th is the date when these emergencies are scheduled to end. And more and more, Bernadette, prominent scientists are saying we have to stop the shots now. Not only Asim Malhotra, who we've spoken about in the UK, but an MIT professor, Retsef Levy, has just come out on Twitter saying this is causing unprecedented harm, including oh, death yeah. of children, and it must stop. So I think it's an amazing time right now, Bernadette. I think things could go in a lot of different directions. I really do. Yeah, well, uh, doing shows like this uh, is, 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 is important. It is uh, to wake people up. They need to know what's really going on behind the scenes. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the clock. We have to go to break. Uh, very well said, Mary, I might add. But uh, we're going to break. We'll be right back. More coming up with Mary Holland. She serves as president and general counsel of Children's Health Defense. You can uh, sign up for the Defender newsletter by going to childrenshealthdefense.org. It shows up in your email every Sunday morning, uh, just like mine. So check it out at thechildrenshealthdefense.org. We'll be right back. More coming up with Mary Holland. If you missed the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. <laughs> we all strive for a life full of bliss and happiness. Well, what if I told you it's possible? Learn how to live in bliss at the pure bliss of Tantra, free talk, and guided meditation led by Kadampa Meditation Center of Texas resident teacher, Gen Kelsang Menla. Saturday, February 11th from 2 to 3.30 p.m. at the Dallas Museum of Art, followed by an open house at the beautiful Kadampa Meditation Center just a few blocks away. Visit meditationintexas.org and begin your journey into bliss. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. Everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing to go through the most read news and views of the week from the Children's Health Defense.org. Okay, so Mary, we're halfway through the top 10 most read news and views from the Defender newsletter. The next headline reads Elite scientists cause deaths by, misle by misleading public on COVID. Newsweek op ed author says. So, Mary, what did the op ed from Newsweek have to say and who wrote it? So a student uh, in medical school and in a Ph.D. program, but somebody with a master's in immunology, Kevin Bass, 
had a big Twitter following. And about a month ago, he came out on Twitter saying, I was wrong. We were wrong. It cost lives. I imagine that's how Newsweek came upon it. And they apparently invited him to to publish an op-ed in Newsweek, which is a major American outlet. Oh, yeah. And um, so this op-ed said the WHO, CDC, FDA all overstated the evidence. They misled the public. And it's all the stuff that we've been saying for a couple of years now, Bernadette. It said uh-huh. the lockdowns were wrong, the masks were wrong, the vaccine mandates were wrong. They lied about the safety and effectiveness, and they lied about natural immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says that all of the people who were dissidents, including lots of scientists, were vilified. It says that we violated people's autonomy, especially people who are most at the margins of society, the poor, working yeah. class, small businesses, blacks, Latinos, and children. Uh, and it talks about specific scientists like uh, Dr. Ioannidis at Stanford, Dr. Bhattacharya, Dr. Scott Atlas, Dr. Prasad. All of these people were suppressed and vilified. And um, he basically says that he made this mistake, and this is interesting. He said that he got it wrong because of tribalism. In other words, he identifies with the scientists, with the government in place, with the elites, and because of his identification with those groups, he engaged in groupthink. He assumed that they were right and telling the truth, and they weren't. They were wrong wow. and they were lying. Oh, it's, I love- it's a great op-ed, and other Things like this are happening. Other mainstream people in medicine, Dr. Malhotra, this fellow at MIT, Retsef Levy, Dr. Vinay Prasad, they are all saying, stop the shots, stop mm-hmm. the shots. So wow. this is good news. It's it is. not enough, but it's good news. It is good news. But I always question everything now. You know, why now? Why not before? You know, yeah. and Newsweek. Exactly. Why not and, three years ago? Yeah. We, we talked about this before the vaccines ever came on the market. It was, right. it was absolutely known, Bernadette, that the mask did not have efficacy, that lockdowns would be incredibly damaging, that you should never, ever mandate an experimental drug. I mean, mm. these were not radical concepts, on the contrary. So, yeah. yes, better late than never, but very, very late. Mm-hmm. The damage has been done. As he says, people died. Yeah, no, and, and, and you know, this is a, a, an effect that it's had on our, on our world that a lot of people don't think of. I do because I'm so heavily involved in animal advocacy. But all, a lot of these animals, 126,000 that were destroyed in, in the, just the Dallas uh, city limits last year, it was because so many people that own pets are now uh, borderline poverty, right? They've lost their jobs. They've got medical expenses. They've expenses that they didn't, you know, uh, they just it, it's had a trickle-down effect from the top. People don't think about that. I mean, people have even had to turn over their pets that they can't afford um, or can't donate to help uh, or take in an extra dog that needs a foster home. They just don't have the money. A lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have lost their health. And uh, and so, yeah, I'm glad that Newsweek is bringing attention to this. I guess, uh, you know, uh, sooner is uh, sooner is uh, what's that expression? Better, better, better late than never. <laughs> late than never. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. But, you know, we have to think of the effects that it has on our whole society, including even our pets. But uh, I'll jump to the next uh, headline. The next headline reads, the EU ev- uh, revokes Impossible Foods patent. Fake meat maker also faces patent challenges in U.S. Mary, why did the uh, European Union revoke Impossible Foods patent? And what is soy uh Le, don't tell me, like hemoglobin. I, I, I practice it. <laughs> like hemoglobin. I'm not sure I can pronounce that either. Well, you have to say so, it with a German accent, like leg right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is very interesting. This is, we reprinted this from 
a GM watch, genetically modified watch. And it's very interesting that the European Union's patent office has now uh, taken away, removed the patent from impossible meats. So this is a type of fake meat. They're saying it's good for the planet. It's plant-based. But it's derived from this yeast uh, derived soy leg hemoglobin. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is that safe? So it's genetically modified and hemoglobin comes from animals. I believe that this is cultivated in some way, Bernadette, yes. in, in an animal product, but then it's, you know, sort of amplified with, with, uh, plants. But the point is, is that this, um, this, industry has been a flop. People are not buying this stuff. And there's very conflicting narratives to these patent offices. On the one hand, they say, oh, this is brand new and it's unprecedented. And on the other, and therefore you should, you know, this is the best thing ever and you should give us a patent because it has to be novel. And on the other hand, they're trying to say, oh, it's perfectly safe. There's nothing new about this. It's just fine. It's very interesting to watch. Obviously, there is this attempt, Bernadette, to push everybody away from animal sources Mm -hmm. of food and towards plants and towards specifically patented genetically modified Mm -hmm. foods. And we just don't know the safety of those things. We just don't. Well, yeah, and you know that I'm, uh, you know, vegan, vegetarian most of the time. I do eat some eggs on occasion or a piece of wild-caught fish or, you know, I had a a piece of cheese the other day. But, you know, I've bought this product before because I am, as I said, such a a huge animal advocate. But if you're going to, um, you know, eat something, if you're concerned about your health, you shouldn't be eating impossible meat. You should be making your homemade veggie burgers with things like black beans or crushed walnuts or mushrooms. They're actually better for you, more nutritious and delicious, and then you don't have to worry about getting genetically modified anything, which is horrible for your health. We know that now. That's another huge cover-up, right? We don't even have time to talk about that. But, uh, but yeah, but this, this uh, whole Impossible Foods was backed by Bill Gates in, in the 2011 startup by Pat Brown. So, you know, he's involved in everything, I swear. <laughs> he's involved in all these things. He yeah. is, this, this is, well, let's, the name they give it is The Great Reset. They want everything to be transformed about life on the planet, and not even just for humans. Mm -hmm. They want all life on the planet to be reimagined through their lens. Right. And we don't get a right to... It is crazy. It's crazy, and it is diabolical. It it is. And people um, that want to eat a hamburger uh, that's grass-fed or grass-finished, where the animal is ethically um, treated and... um, uh, which I can't even come up with the word. I hate to use the word uh, killed, but, uh, you know. Slaughtered, it, ethically yeah, slaughtered. Yeah, slaughtered. It, 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 you know what? It's, it, I, don't, I think that, gosh, you know, we could go into a big discussion about this too, but to each his own, right? That's what democracy is about. As long as you're not harming other people, to each his own. And what happens in your private home happens in your private home, and it's none of the government's business, Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the next story. Uh, we're on the next headline reads, How Aluminum Damages Your Brain. Mary, this piece was written by Dr. Joseph Mercola. So how is aluminum connected to brain damage? What about other chronic diseases? And why does the research fly under the radar? And is it true that they have never been t- uh, tested for safety? This is a very complex and far-reaching uh, story by Dr. Joseph Marcola, a report. Yes. So 
This is based on the work of Dr. Chris Exley, who has been studying aluminum for 30 or 40 years. And he's now established conclusively with no no doubt that there is a very strong link between aluminum and Alzheimer's if you have a particular genetic mutation. If you have that mutation and you have Alzheimer's and they've done an autopsy on the brains of those people who've died, they all have absolutely every single one, Bernadette, has aluminum in their brain, Mm. meaning that they cannot get rid of aluminum and the aluminum that stays and penetrates the blood-brain barrier has an impact on mitochondria and deleting, uh, diminishing, depleting adenosine triphosphate, which is a critical um, chemical for the body's ability to work. So right now, the children's vaccine schedule has 16 times what is considered a safe level. Um, And what Dr. Exley found, which is just conclusive evidence, is if if you have no aluminum in the brain, if if you have this genetic mutation and you're never exposed to aluminum, you do not get Alzheimer's. So it doesn't mean that the only thing that causes Alzheimer's disease or, for that matter, autism is aluminum, but it's very clear that it is a contributing factor. And when Mm -hmm. they started putting aluminum in childhood vaccines, they assumed that it was safe, Bernadette. They never proved that it was Yeah, that's so crazy. It's totally crazy. And in our book, The HPV Vaccine on Trial, we have a long chapter on aluminum. It's Mm -hmm. totally crazy. They they don't test separate individual components. And because it had been used for a long time, they just said, you know, generally accepted grass as safe. Uh, It's not. It's absolutely not. Uh, It's a very, very dangerous substance. There's no known biological beneficial effect of aluminum. Um, And so it's a powerful neurotoxin. It should obviously not be in any kind of medications. It should Mm -hmm. not be. It causes harm. Yeah. And I'm reading about the industry propaganda and political interference. I mean, uh, the propaganda responsible for hiding the dangers of aluminum was addressed in, in a 2014 review article in the Journal of Frontiers of Neurology. And in it, Exley, uh, who also co-authored the featured Journal of Alzheimer's Disease New Study, wrote that the aluminum industry is a, is a pillar of the developed and developing world and in, irrespective of the tyranny of human exposure to aluminum, it cannot be challenged without significant consequences for businesses, economics, and governments. And so what do we do? (laughs) Well, uh, we keep writing and talking about it, and we keep alerting people that the childhood schedule, almost every vaccine on the childhood schedule now, Bernadette, has aluminum in it. We've got to get people just massively rejecting the childhood vaccine schedule. And that has happened a lot during COVID, right? So it's gone from probably somewhere about 10% of parents saying they have serious doubts about the schedule to now about 35%. Mm. So we just keep doing what we're doing on this. Yeah. And don't take products with aluminum. You'd be surprised. There are a number of over-the-counter products that also have aluminum. We should be very cautious about it. Yeah, no, I want to, let's talk about that next week. I'd love to you know, uh, is it in this article at the Children's Health Defense, the it's Defender not, newsletter? They don't really cover, but we could certainly we can certainly revisit this topic. There mm-hmm. will be other things, but it is it's in the it's in a lot of different things. It's in the food supply, but it's in the medical you know injections, and and that's where you have to be especially cautious. Well, yeah, and especially in the elderly who you know they convince them to get the flu shot every year, right? Because they based on fear that you're going to die of the flu. Um, <laughs> 
you know, and then I, we're going to get to it here after the break. But the oh, my gosh, you know, the there's so much more to talk about uh, with this. But uh, we'll be right back. More coming up with Mary Holland and the Children's Health Defense.org. I encourage you to go there and uh, sign up for the Defender newsletter at the Children's Health Defense.org. We'll be right back. More coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at OneLifeRadio.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We are going over the most read news and views of the, re- of the week with Mary Holland and the Children's Health Defense. Okay, so uh, the next story reads, Good Rx ordered to pay $1.5 million for deceptively sharing personal health data with Google. Google and Facebook. So, you know, Mary, uh, this is exactly why all of us should be concerned about digital health care, right? And our privacy, like we talked about earlier. Um, and so how was GoodRx caught deceptively sharing personal information and how will they and others be stopped in the future? And I also want to add that I think that 1.5 million seems like a really mild reprimand. Uh, Tiny. That's <laughs> the problem. So, yeah, Bernadette, I'm glad you pointed that out. So the Federal Trade Commission has imposed this very minor penalty, a slap on the wrist to this company that has apparently had 55 million people using its platform since 2017. I think that this is a way for people to get lower cost uh, prescriptions, but they told consumers who came on the platform, we will never share your personal information with anybody. And then they turned around, and for years, they were selling this to Google and to Facebook. And this included extremely private information about what drugs they were taking, which can tell you whether they had a substance abuse problem or whether they had cancer or whether they had all kinds of things. And so um, the FTC is saying that this was misuse of the data. It was illegal exploitation. Um, Good RX, in its defense, says we stopped this three years ago and it won't happen again. Um, you know, this is clearly a big problem. It, again, people are sucked, kind of suckered into this, thinking, "Oh, great, mm-hmm. I'm going to save some money," and then they don't realize that they're giving up all of their uh, privacy. And I didn't know this. I don't know if you did, Bernadette, but this article notes at the end 
that Amazon has just launched something called Amazon Pharmacy, and for a flat fee of $5, you can get generic drugs um, for like 80 different diseases delivered to you for free. Mm. This means that Amazon is majorly stepping into the prescription business and into the medical care business using artificial intelligence. We just have to remember that when you take that simple step to save, you know, $20 a month or something Mm -hmm. like that, that I completely understand, you may be selling all of your private medical information. And in today's world, that could be very dangerous. Oh, it could be very dangerous. And I did know that Amazon purchased one medical back, I read it, I don't know, six, eight months ago. But when you think about um, the ramifications of of making a decision like this, signing up for something like GoodRx to save a few dollars, you're right. I mean, you're giving up so much private information. Again, and and the FTC is not um, monitoring this correctly. It's overseen by a government agency, which we know um, has had, you know... uh, Gosh. <laughs> uh, the notion that $1.5 million for a company it's that nothing. has 5 million users is nothing. That is a slap. That is almost not a slap on the wrist. That's really telling them, listen, you may have to pay a few dollars, but just yeah. go ahead. Yeah. That's it's what a, it really says to me. Me too. And it's insulting to the consumer. It, it really is. It's, an, it's totally insulting, and everyone out there needs to pay attention. And, uh, yeah, I gosh, I, it's it's just a little crazy, you know, when we talk about all of this, how everything is so connected. And that's one of the things that you really need to pay attention to as well. But I want to move on because we only have a couple more minutes. Uh, the next headline reads, Exclusive, a woman diagnosed with vaccine-induced transverse myelitis after Pfizer, Pfizer shots. Mary, what is traverse myelitis and what is Danielle's, uh, Danielle Baker's story? This is a really heart-wrenching story, Bernadette, of this healthy woman, mother, wife, who at 43, um, as a palliative care nurse, uh, she was coerced to get two uh, doses of the Pfizer shot, and she became completely debilitated with transverse myelitis. That's a disease where basically you lose control of your bodily functions. You lose control of your limbs. You're in excruciating pain, and it's a well-known vaccine side effect. Oh uh, this woman now can't work. She can't care for her children. Her husband has had to take over everything. She says that they are in financial ruin, and I want to read what she said to the FDA expert committee before they completely ignored her and went ahead to approve boosters replacing the original shots. But she said, will you continue to pretend I and the vaccine injures don't exist? The only more humiliating thing than losing my bodily function is your complete disregard for the vaccine injured. Shame on every single one of you. I just kudos to this woman for doing this. Wow. And our um, reporter on this, Stephanie Lucrecio, did an, um, an interview with her that I think is worth watching. But she says, I live day to day in debilitating chronic pain. Some days I can't tolerate human touch. How awful. How terrible. absolutely awful. Yeah. So we and need then, to listen to these people. Yeah, That's we do. And, and these stories need to be talked about, right? I mean, this woman's life. Absolutely. And the, her the, life has been destroyed. And her, her life. Ch- and she may be, thank God, slowly getting better. And what she says gives her inspiration is being in these online groups with other people who are COVID injured, who can relate to what she's going through, give her suggestions and so on. And I'm so happy that those groups 
um, ex- exist, and they are extended family, which I can completely relate to. Mm-hmm. And she now says that this is her mission in life, that she's stepping up and yes. sharing her story. And we need to hear these stories. We absolutely need to I, understand what has happened. It's been I, devastating. I would love to have her on the air and have her give her an hour to just speak about it. I really would. I hope that she could. We can arrange that. Yeah, let's do it. I, I will. I will reach out to see if we can't make that happen. Yeah, maybe even do a GoFundMe for her and her family. If you, it's just heartbreaking. And like I said, you know, there's a trickle down from all of this. This, with her life being destroyed like this, uh, even if it is temporary, let's just say she comes back. You can't buy that five years back that she was incapacitated and she wasn't able to do things with her children. Uh, or you know, uh, it's just it's devastating when you hear stories like this. But you know, uh, and the emergency use authorization, which is one of the reasons that they can't there's no liability right which is bs and our government needs to be held accountable they do and everyone responsible for this uh you know fauci and bill gates at the top of that list like i said at the beginning of the show the last uh, headline is california to ditch plans to mandate covid vaccines for school children mary this headline is positive news however in october 2022 the cdc added the covid shot to the child and adolescent immunization schedule which which you must comply with for school registration. So what's the difference between that and also how is the EUA or emergency use authorization playing into all of this? We have one minute. (laughs) Sorry. Well, it's good news. So the California governor has not yet made an official announcement, but we've seen that they're no longer going to be moving forward with a mandate for children for July 2023. The federal recommendation is a recommendation. It's the states and the municipalities that can mandate shots. So the state now is backing down and saying they had said previously they were going to mandate it as of July 2023. They're now saying they're not going to do that. That's good news, but uh, we cannot let our guard down is the bottom yeah. line. No, we can't. All right. Well, this was quite a show. <laughs> a lot to talk about. Always good to have you here, Mary. Thank you so much for everything that you guys do at the Children's Health Defense. And uh, I look forward to uh, to having that interview with uh, yes I will set that up thank yeah, you so okay. alright thank you so much alright everyone I hope you enjoyed the show I gotta get out of here and wrap this thing up you get one body you get one mind and you get one life protect it <laughs> <laughs>